Ready, to go? ready for greatness. Ask, or do you want to ask more <laughs> questions about the podcast? I just want to know, what's your name again? Kevin Peter Kevin. Hickerson. Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. And you guys are on, on Griff, Jimmy. Owen. Uh -huh. Owen. Yep. They're and all. Can th Man. They're stand-up comedians. Man. <laughs> they're all stand-up comedians. Um, uh, well, they're sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. First joke. All there right. we go. Let's go. There we go. Open strong. Talking to people about dark matter and neutrinos can be funny. Surely you're joking. Hopefully, yes. What a wonderful universe. Welcome to Show You Joking. I'm your host, Dr. Kevin Peter Hickerson. Uh, today we have all the gang. We have Griff Pippin. Hey. Jimmy O. Yang. What's up, guys? And back from a cruise, Owen Benjamin. Bachelor degree, Owen Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is extremely exciting to have this guest. Um, we've all been a huge fan since we were kids. Uh, the science guy himself, Bill Nye. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> no, everyone, sit down, please. <laughs> it's so good to have you here, and this is such an exciting day for it to happen. It was like the weirdest coincidence yes. that that happened. Giant secret planet nine. Hundred AU, hundred astronomical units from the sun, which is amazing. It's That's... amazing. Uh, Pluto's at uh, thirty, twenty-nine point seven. So this is three times as far away as Pluto. It orbits the sun every 10,000 years, something like that. Mm. <laughs> if it's wow. out there, if it's really out there. And, is it uh, big? My understanding is big, right? Yeah, it's bigger it's... than the Earth, yeah. So I saw two, Or that's the speculation. I saw two estimates, and they did not make sense together, I don't think. One said it was 10 times the mass of Earth, and another one said it was 10 times the diameter of Earth. And those don't seem to... That would to, be 1,000 times Yeah, the that mass, would be 1,000 yeah. times. So what's, And that'd be like the size of Jupiter or something. It's just it's, shooting from the hip, Kuiper belt-wise or Kuiper belt-wise, it sounds like it would be 100 times the mass. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm, that's from the hip I shoot. I wish I could shoot from the hip with the belt. <laughs> uh, but uh, the Kuiper belt, you know, was discovered in my dad's lifetime. Or It's amazing. The whole thing is amazing that it's out there. It gives us more to think about with respect to our place in space. Mm -hmm. how, how did we not know it was there? Like, cause Dude, it's a, it's a hundred times farther from the sun than you are. It's in the dark. What do, what do you mean? How do we? Why didn't we know it was there? I don't know. I'm just asking questions. You don't even know. You don't even know what's in the parking lot. How are you not an expert on this? Remember when I couldn't find my car last podcast for 45 minutes? Like, I really couldn't. I couldn't remember what street I was on, and I'm criticizing someone for not knowing 100 AUs away. Well, Criticizing someone, you're criticizing humankind. Yeah, <laughs> so everyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what's up with the Greeks? I'm coming in on about this one a yeah. long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure some Nostradamus fan says that he mentions it. In one of his <laughs> I think uh, scribblings. I think something that showed just how hard it is to see planets is was the Jupiter flyby. I mean, the contrast between the blurry little thing we had as the best picture ever taken. And then when you actually about Voyager one, or are you talking, no, I'm talking about, about Juno? The, uh, I'm talking about um, New, New Horizons. Horizons. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But the, the, just the contrast to show how hard it is to see something that's far away, because our telescope image of Jupiter was, uh, sorry, of Pluto was this uh, <laughs> tiny little blurry thing, a couple of pixels wide, and then you know being right next to it, it suddenly it's gets like better. seven geologic regions, and it's like so out there. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still everybody, you know, who doesn't love Pluto? But it is. As things go, not that big. Uh -huh. you know, as it's a real underdog story, though. 
literally, yeah. uh, well, the, the, or, or if, if a cartoon dog is literally a dog, then uh, <laughs> it's very much like a dog so, story. Uh, one of the discoverers of this new planet is um, Michael Brown, and he's the right guy here who... Right here at Caltech! Right here at Caltech. Nice. And um, I was—I even asked if he could stop by, but he's—I assume being interviewed like nonstop. Today. How did they find like, it? How did, how did they? How did I don't know. It? I haven't. Oh no! I'm looking at the, you got, the way you do—you look at the motion of other objects out there, and you're—they're—they're they're not going quite where you think. So there's some source of gravity. The other, well, do I have to tell people? <laughs> <to tell them? laughs> so we haven't really captured any image of this on any telescope. Is it because we don't know where it's at in this no, 10,000 yeah, Well, as we say, it's orbit? like looking for a piece of charcoal in the dark. I mm. mean, it's just not, they're, they're hard to see. Oh, that's right. Another thing about planets is every time, or the, the asteroids or the, any of these things, they always show it and it's bright gray, but a lot of times the the actual physical brightness is, you know, they just... They're, it's they're really do, dark. Yeah, they're yeah. doing a contrast enhancement, like on, uh, in, you know, Instagram the kids, or something. Yeah. Yeah. With their electric yeah. computer machines. <laughs> yeah, they need planet filters. <laughs> but when you actually see them in real darkness, I mean, some of them are, like, basically dark objects, you know, just completely... But it is exciting, because yeah. it just shows you how little we know about our own uh, solar systemic neighborhood. And this gives us this, this uh, insight that... There's, the cosmos is so vast, and we're such a tiny part of it, yet we can understand it. And uh, as the saying goes, we're rewriting the textbooks every week. And so this, this new object, if it's really there, apparently it is, will show up at the next version of whatever, whoever's astronomy book is printed. And this, it'll be, will it be the, I say uh, printed, publi published online. It'll be the, the two decade-old ones where Pluto's scratched out and then the new planet yeah. is on top of that. You guys, Pluto's always been there. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they getting rid of Pluto? Well, we didn't really get rid of it. Everybody. Well, yeah, but they just took its title. We just threw it away. Well, yeah. no, it's just, it, it, is, it is pretty icy, and so it's shiny. And uh, Clyde Tombaugh in 1930 thought he was seeing a planet. And everyone, yeah, planet, planet was the word we had. Right. We didn't have dwarf planets mm -hmm. and, and, yet. And when New Horizons went by, it really does look really bright. I mean, it, it yeah, has all this go. snow on it, or, yeah. and it's active. Nitrogen it's, volcanoes or some crazy thing. Yeah, yeah so it's like it's just anomalous. Well, meanwhile, bright. we have all these problems on Earth. What are you guys doing <laughs> spending money in space? What's wrong with you? No. <laughs> we have to look up and out, or, or just uh, you'll... Fade away. Got to keep exploring. What do you think it's going to be called? Steve. Planet Steve. <laughs> Steve. No, they're named after nowadays. They're named after uh, Gary of uh, Trans-Pacific uh, API, Asian Pacific Islander gods. Really? Right? Yeah, oh. that's all the rage. That's all the kids. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, I get one You're in. My Asian Jimmy. Pacific God. So Maybe it's not Steve. Jimmy. It'll be named yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah. That's a very like Asian Pacific name. You know what I mean? It's a Planet Jimmy. Planet Jimmy. It's it's an Asian Chinese ancient culture name. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's, a, that's an ancient mm -hmm. one, right? You guys look out. It may show up. There's some name like that's easy to pronounce. It could happen. Is it going to be a lottery for the names or a vote or oh, something like that? They have a fist fight in the because they take the serious. Yeah, astronomical bar. Yeah. Yeah. Can the UN have a meeting to see? <laughs> oh, like, it's what not we're the UN. It? It's the International Astronautical U Astronomical Union. Oh, oh yeah, okay. the IAU. It's a huge party. Oh my God! The Powerball the the power winner is actually to uh, name the party. <laughs> 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 no, but you want to give it a name of res with respect, and you want people to know about it, and then everybody's gonna be jonesing to get a picture of it. But you know, mm. to get a picture of it, if we really were gonna do that, would be extraordinarily difficult. I mean, New Horizons, that spacecraft, cost about six hundred million dollars. 
And it took, depending how you reckon, 13 years to get it mm. to Pluto. Took six years to build it and nine and a half years to get 15 and a half years to get out there. And this one would have to go farther and deeper and crazier. And, and that, that 600 million doesn't count the rocket. The rocket's, you know, a big expense. I think that was Delta Four, if I remember. <laughs> I was and there. No, it was, uh, uh, oh, Bill, dude. It was an OS Five. I'm kidding. I was Let, kidding. Let's get a Kickstarter going. Let's get out there. Yes. So yeah, for well, you kickstart buffs, you know, you can raise a few hundred thousand dollars. You try to raise, you know, on the order of billions. Yeah. It's just a lot harder. Maybe your just, relatives will get real pissed yeah. at you. Or maybe it just needs to go viral with a different crowd, you know. Kickstarter or it right should now be like a football stadium, like sponsored by Citibank. The, the Citibank Planet. <laughs> so there's people that want to do that. There's people that want to do that. They want to build a spacecraft called Sentinel. That's one of the names. This is the B612 Foundation. Does anybody remember B612 from your youth? Just the vitamins. It's the asteroid. <laughs> one that of the, the Chinese prince, words for that. I just don't know yeah, the English. It probably version. is the asteroid yeah. that the little prince lived on. Oh, that's one of my favorite books. Yeah, yeah. So the B612 Foundation, I admit, is a little bit of an obscure name, but they're trying to raise. Pick a number, $480 million to build a space telescope. Mm. And it's just, you know, what's the guy's name? Bill Gates. Uh, they don't show up on Kickstarter. Hey, you know, here's <laughs> It's a different model, as we say. What do you take it on Shark Tank is what we need to do. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> well, so what's the return on this? Oh, some cool pictures in about 25 years. Uh, if money is no object, we can... Get to this planet, right? The technology is there. I feel yeah, that yeah. way every time I get a couple grand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got my guys, yeah. money's no object. Then it's an object a few minutes later. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I felt that this is a huge problem. That like the privatization of research is is not an easy thing to do. During the government shutdown, for example, a lot of, of flights to uh, Antarctica were canceled, and as a result, delayed a year of some um, research research down there. And so a lot of people, I was arguing with people online and everything, and one of the things I noticed was the main problem with private funding for something is that if the reward is guaranteed to, to benefit everyone, it's never really one individual's interest to fund it because the... You know, when you fund something, you usually want that money to come. Can I grandstand on Shirley or Joking yes, Podcast? Yes. yes. Everybody, you know, it's really fashionable to want a small government, right? Government's evil. We need to sink government in a bathtub. What's that guy's the tax guy? Until you can't drink the water in Flint, Michigan. <laughs> Until you're, you're uh, having a generation of kids in Flint, Michigan who will be poisoned by lead. Then, what's the government do? They should fix something. Like, no, you guys, this is what makes me crazy, this idea that government is inherently bad. There is no, right now, no financial return to look for life on Europa. Mm -hmm. We'll sell the pictures. To whom? <laughs> really? <laughs> and the thing you got to respect about NASA, you know, is all those pictures are free. Yeah. They belong right. to everybody, even well, if you're not a U.S. citizen. They're, and the they're knowledge for you. and technology is irreversibly free also. That's, that's right. Uh, we were talking with, uh, who was it? Though? Oh, with Adam Stelzner about, you know, that, um, and uh, you must know Bobak. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. we're like this. Oh, yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I so played uh, uh, Cards Against Humanity with him. <laughs> 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 so we were talking to him, and, and, you know, one of the things about sending astronauts to Mars might just have to involve curing cancer. But, you know, if, you're not going to say, if a private organization finds that, you're not going to say, oh, they just get the cure for cancer and everyone else is screwed. Oh, this That's is a, a thing that everybody gets. This is, makes me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another thing about the government thing is uh, they give this protective umbrella to allow you to complain about it. 
That's right. Whereas if there wasn't right. big government, there would be no market. There would be no individual speech. You'd, there's, there'd be like a warlord in charge of 700 people that will kill you if you piss him off. Like or that her, small government. Or her. So uh, anyway, it's easy for us to say this sitting here in this comfortable room, but it is something to think about. uh, What is the role of government in space exploration? And Mm -hmm. uh, people my age, uh, (laughs) no, I quote Bill Maher, he said, when people are my age, uh, when it's a bunch of old people, we're the young ones. We're the young old people. Anyway, we remember (laughs) when, uh, no, I'm 60 years old. We remember when uh, people went to the moon. You know, I was alive for all that. And the NASA budget at that time was 4% of the federal budget. Right now, NASA's budget's bigger than it's been in a long time, thanks to the work of the Planetary Society. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's now 0.4%. It's almost exactly mm. a tenth of what it was at that time. So when people talk about the great accomplishments, why can't they put, you know, if they put a man on the moon, why can't they fix this podcast or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> uh, then it's, it's, uh, We're it's actually spending, 0.3% of the U.S. GDP. When you, yeah. Yeah. There podcast. needs to be a threat of war or a threat of ISIS on the moon or something. <laughs> yeah. That makes us go back and there, you know. Gosh, just to talk politics, it's not, there's not a headquarters. It's a different thing now. You don't go over there. And carpet bomb headquarters, nobody there. <laughs> right, right. There's yeah. no such thing. It's whack-a-mole. Hmm. It's a different deal. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, the, <laughs> odds are, the odds are against the, uh, they're for the underdog in those wars. I just read uh, David Goliath by Gladwell. You read yeah. that book? Yeah, yeah. The stats on a big, powerful country going against a guerrilla force, it's like 67% they're going to lose. Well, you just you got to have your mm. expectations different. Yeah, it's like Netflix against Blockbuster. It's it's like they'll send it to your door. It's like good luck, Blockbuster. Late fees? There isn't any. You know, it's like just the infrastructure shift is so crazy. Well, Speaking of which, we got to protect the infrastructure. We got to. So much of our world depends on uh, the internet. We've got to protect that. People complicated is there threats with it. Say again. Internet threats. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people have, and then having it go down and all banking transactions stop and your car fuel injection doesn't work anymore if you're still driving a gas powered car. (laughs) (laughs) Right, or people say blocking certain sites, then it'll just be like China. Like, I can't talk to my brother. He lives in China because he doesn't have Facebook. So we got to use certain other apps, and there's no Google. Over there, it's very sad. Oh, the humanity. I know, right? Thanks How do you Bob. live without Google on this planet? It is weird. The, I literally, if Google went down, I would have nowhere to type in, how do I live without Google? That's interesting. <laughs> Whoa, that's yeah. like that's inside meta. out. That's like so... You guys, yeah. as scientists, you your Google phones that? will blow up because people just go, hey, Bill, so uh, what, what's... No uh, phones, bro. <laughs> oh, no phones either? <laughs> I'll just call to your house and He's ask you questions. That, you know, still, Hello? Hey, help. Why won't you answer? Well, also, speaking of books, uh, Bill brought us two really cool books. Uh, the first one, Undeniable Evolution and the Science of Creation, and the newest, and the best one is Unstoppable. <laughs> Harnessing Science to Change the World. Uh, Bill, you want to talk a little bit about your books? Yes. So the first one, uh, Undeniable, last year was in in response to the guy in Kentucky who was trying to teach people that the Earth is 6,000 years old. Is it ham, the debate? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then awesome. it expanded. So it, be kind of came, it became kind of a primer mm. on evolution. And, you know, as a mechanical engineer, I'm an expert on evolution. <laughs> no, I, uh, I spent a lot of time. I mean, I, took, I went to school. 
I spent a lot of time explaining evolution. It's the fundamental idea in all of life science, and I think we should all know about it. And uh, it has real implications th uh, that are political. You know, there's, in an evolutionary sense, all humans are pretty much the same. There's no race. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so, sorry, I cut you off, but uh, no, please bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading this, uh, this, uh, this book called Evolution: The De Desire. It was uh, really to help me to pick up girls. But um, was it, did it, it work? Was, did it was work? about the evolution. Oh, 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 oh. Of, uh, what? Did it work? Well, it's. I think my Tinder game has stepped up. Yeah, but uh, you also. <laughs> I think your ticket to the Golden Globes probably helped. True. Too. That, that too. That too. Um, did you get a ticket to the Golden Globes? Yeah, I'm, I'm on. You guys are nominated, right? This, show so yeah silicon yeah. valley hbo oh you're on silicon valley yeah. Yeah, i'm the yeah. asian guy i didn't speak english on the show <laughs> wow jimmy i did not make that connection at all <laughs> you'll, you'll connect to some of my clients I, too i was on an airplane the other day watching i watched two episodes i was freaking crying people were looking at me i was laughing so oh that's hard. awesome oh god that's that's and then he was watching me. the house bunny and like <laughs> god it was it's really uh, good owen's getting oh. credit Jedo. oh, oh that's awesome thanks jimmy I'm, i apologize. i did not get <laughs> Best of luck out there. Thank and, you. And get this, he talked to uh, Patrick Stewart at the Gold Globes. Patrick and Stewart's a big he fan. He He's got to talk with you. Right. No, I, I, well, I, he got I, to meet you. <laughs> spell it out. You know, it's it's. I still can't believe like I'm in like any of those situations. Even talking to you, but like I can't believe it. And then have other people saying they're fans of the show. It's it's absolutely insane. That's a good show. I really so, like it because so I, I, so I worked right. with all those people. It's so painful. That's what Andy Weir said. He doesn't even watch it because it's too real. Yeah, it's it's just, everyone in Silicon Valley is just like, no. Andy Weir is the guy who wrote The Martian. Everybody. Yeah. Uh, right, so enough about And he's a member of the Planetary Society. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> enough about bragging about and myself. He's been on the, our show. The, the book I was trying to say, The Evolution of Desire, it's about human mating uh, That's techniques what it's all about, and, dude. And um, <laughs> why we became this way, why do people care about cheating and things like that. And I mean, the real big takeaway is that humans, I think, we have such ego that we don't think that things happen and it would just keep happening like in an evolutionary science sense. But if you just go observe polar bears, you observe two polar just bears. Just for example. Yeah, yeah you, you observe do. polar bears, if they do this thing, that's what all polar bears do. Uh -huh. It's kind of the same thing with humans, but we have a hard time grasping that because we think we're better in that. Well, here's what happened, in my opinion, which as you know is correct. <laughs> uh, we ended up with these brains that allow us to recognize all these patterns, anticipate things, plan for the future, get the hunt going and organize ourselves. And then you're stuck with this brain that can just think about all kinds of possibilities right. and then you go a little crazy. You know, the whole deal in evolution is getting your genes into the future. That's the whole thing. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah I had an evolution teacher in college. It was just how many kids do you have? Well, not just that. It's how, how, many, many, how, much, how much resources, how many, uh, how, what do you have available to take care of them? Right. If I, you have so many offspring that you can't supply them with, for example, a fabulous Caltech education, mm -hmm. <laughs> then uh, there's a chance that they won't be as successful uh, genetically. That's why I think there may be way back there, and I saw him nod his head. I saw Richard <laughs> Dawkins nod his head when I mentioned this. Way back there, there may be very gentle pressure, evolutionary pressure, to have a drill going on right outside the <laughs> room. There may be very, a very subtle uh, evolutionary pressure to, that uh, women who are able to have babies later in life will be more genetically more successful. Huh. You know, that... Uh, this uh, we're here at Caltech, big fancy university. Uh, you get a college degree, you go on, you get your PhD and all this stuff, and then pretty soon you're 32 or three. And uh, in my mom's time, that was 
certainly with the, you know 34 is so-called advanced maternal age i had mm-hmm. nothing to do with this don't come running to me <laughs> don't shoot the messenger and so Stock i thought about that that uh things are changing and that that's a real thing so in five thousand years or maybe even less than that 600 years you might see uh every everybody having babies much later in life Interesting. How I'd fast would that happen? Like how fast? Would well, that's the surprising thing about evolution. It happens a little faster than you think. Right. But I've, would our body be able to catch up with that? I, I, I know like society is making us study more and then and then going later to have kids. But are you saying that our body would catch them in so five thousand years? So the people who are who are genetically be, predisposed to successfully have kids without birth defects later in life are more likely to have oh, kids without birth defects so later in life. Wow. Like, dude, you're playing the hand you're dealt. Hmm. For example, I'm crazy. Still, <laughs> still so all the in vitro stuff—that's kind too. of messing up evolution, isn't but it? But how much? How many people really participate in that in a global sense? You know? True. Yeah. So you, very... get, you can get into a fist fight in the evolutionary bar. That aside, mm-hmm. the second book, Unstoppable, <laughs> is how you guys of your generation are going to—dare I say it—change the world. <laughs> yes. So we—I don't know if you heard about this, but the world's climate is changing. Because of human activity. (laughs) Was it like (laughs) one point something percent? It's on a record this year? It's because of liberals bitching. (laughs) 2015 uh, is either, it depends on NASA's data, 2015 is the hottest year on record. Uh, By NOAA's data, it's the second hottest year, but it's very close. Hmm. It's certainly among the hottest years of the last 10. And so uh, along this line, we have to do everything differently. We have to produce energy in a way that doesn't crank out carbon dioxide. That's what I want you guys to do. And the example I give you, by you guys, I mean you listeners out there. And by guys, I mean men and women, boys and girls who are enjoying this podcast. Uh, We want to change the transportation system, make it all electric. We want to have Mm -hmm. airplanes run on renewable fuels, either from produced biologically or maybe change to hydrogen hydrogen turbines instead of diesel turbines, uh, jet fuel turbines, and then uh, we could change the world. And so you, you can't possibly do that. It's impossible. We couldn't change everything. Wah, wah, wah. So <laughs> my grandfather went into World War I on a horse, on horseback. And I got to say, if there's people with big guns shooting at you, dude, dude, a horse? Really? <laughs> dude. But he lived through it. <clears throat> 20 years later... When my father and my mother both ended up in World War II, uh, nobody did anything like that on a horse. If you were going to shoot at somebody, you had a tank or Mm -hmm. a jeep or something cool. You didn't have a freaking horse. So we can change everything. They did it in 20 years. We can do it. They didn't have the internet. What do you think are, are things yes, that people Jimmy, can do? Yes, Jimmy, what did they do all day? Yeah, I know. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think people can do on a, like on a small scale to help this I'm situation? all for small scale, everybody. But small scale sounds so daunting. I'm like, I can't afford everybody, a Tesla. Everybody, you know, no, uh, don't, don't uh, recycle your water bottle. Don't throw your water bottle away. Use paper bags, whatever. You guys, I'm all for small scale thinking. That's great. It's a very hippie. Um, empowering thing. We need big ideas. We need Caltech graduates to go out there and kick empanage. We need to go out there and do big, huge wind turbines, great big photovoltaic solar farms. We need great big turbines off the east coast of the United States. We need to commit to this thing. I'm all for small scale. Yes. <sighs> you didn't say nuclear. I mean, he's salivating. Oh, nuclear's over okay. Here. Uh, okay. Yeah, well, Just I'm a nuclear a, physicist. Oh, so, the trouble yeah. with nuclear, and you know it better than anybody, is people don't want it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> even right. if it works, great. 
But this podcast is going to be so popular that they'll it'll become popular again. Well, I mean, it seemed like a <laughs> panacea, like my, you know. Too, when I was a kid, too cheap to meter, right? Mm-hmm. The, well, ahead, this is, this <laughs> is my small scale goal: is to just be the guy who can convince everybody that it's not really that big a deal. Uh, uh, <laughs> nuclear uh, science needs like a publicist, like because the word nuclear no, is yeah, so dangerous. Do. You need, you need, I know whose publicist you need kale. Yes, the kale guy. Whoever got kale over spinach? Yes, they're like a genius. Gross. But there's a (laughs) kale and spinach have the same nutritional qualities. But there's this. this, And you have to massage kale so bad. There's there's a double edged If you if you go too marketed, it comes out looking professional. Then it turns into it's just big money from. Well, here's the the problem you got to solve, nuclear man. Here's here's our goal. Nuclear man. That's a good nickname. That's just Nuclear man. Yeah. Here's Nuclear our, I mean, I'm all for it, you guys, but I was around for Three Mile Island, 1979. Nothing happened. It's at the end yeah. of the runway. Har- you know the capital mm-hmm. of Pennsylvania? Anyone? We're out west. <laughs> Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Harrisburg, 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 I said it. It's a, it's a city. I mean, people conduct business. Pennsylvania is an enormous state, a, po- a very populous state. At the end of the runway, they have a nuclear power plant. And it almost blew up. It mm. didn't. It almost blew up. Six years later, Chernobyl blew up. Mm-hmm. Well, they should never have done that. Those engineers should not have been conducting that. They did. Okay. And then Fukushima. You know, I do a job for Toshiba every year, this Japanese company. And I'm everybody yeah, there. Oh, yeah. Japanese companies. Yeah, sure. Mo- of most Japanese companies. <laughs> That's my expertise. Anyway, they make the most durable <laughs> laptop, apparently. Anyway. Everybody who works there knows somebody or knows somebody who knows somebody who was affected by Fukushima. Mm. Well, they shouldn't have built that plant there. They did. So, you know, that's three out of 433 that had, like, serious problems. You would not get in a car that had that kind of stuff. So you guys, nuclear man, I'm all for it. Let's build when you have those carbon spheres. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Carbon spheres. I didn't mean carbon spheres. I meant (laughs) ceramic spheres cooled by carbon dioxide. Uh-huh. Well, I, I was listening to that podcast, and Bill and, I, Bill and I said carbon spheres. He's an idiot. <laughs> I misspoke. I misspoke. Uh, I, I uh, hearkened. There was on my Wikipedia page, which I cannot control. Someone had like four pa- paragraphs. One day on CNN or something or MSNBC, I said cadmium when I meant um, when I meant uh, uh, chromium. What's the other one? Cadmium, and I meant. Uh, now I'm yeah. doing it again. <laughs> one of the, another well, one. I'll look at the Wikipedia page. It, I'm just, what it was. No, they finally took it down. But uh, it was traumatic. You know, it had to do with nuclear power. And they have a warning on Wikipedia. They say, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not famous enough to have a profile. It's like, but they're warning. Like, don't these make, are lies. Well, they also well, say, just, don't make your own because you won't control it. Don't right. think. Yeah, like, yeah. They go through a lot of effort mm. to warn you. Don't think this yeah, is yeah. your free I got, I got a pitch for you. Uranium, Uranium. Yeah. <laughs> Uranium! So uranium reactors! Uranium! You team up with the camera? You're on a roll there. Yeah, yeah. Saving uranium. civilization. Yeah, dude, that's a slogan right there. Slogan save lives. Yeah, I think so. Dude, think gotta... and so instead of. Uranium is just U, right? Oxygen's got. I'm thinking periodic table. Yeah. Oxygen's got O. You could. OR. Yeah. Uranium, uranium, maybe uh-huh. OU, and then OU. Then it's you, use the, you don't lose the U. Yeah. Everybody can go up there with a sharpie to their periodic table oh, and right. just get oh, a big O. Yeah. 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 Done, done. Awesome. Comedy yeah, awesome. is that. I mean, uh, yeah. just solves that. that yeah, that's brilliant. We need a sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> 
You, uh, I know you had a meeting, uh, was it last year? You went to the Everglades with uh, President Obama? Yeah! Talk yeah. about big picture stuff. Very, yeah, we were <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> buds. He got to spend some time with me. And, uh, <laughs> no, he is a charming guy and very thoughtful. And Everglades is uh, symbolic. I don't know if you guys are into this, but a huge number of people live in Florida. You know, it's a swing state and all this. And this Everglades is like no place on Earth. There are species you don't find anywhere else. And it's this thing, I don't know if you guys are into this, but wetlands generally have the most diversity of any ecosystem anywhere, depending on any continent. And uh, so it's estimated that half the species on Earth depend on wetlands. Okay, Half of Florida is this wetland, the Everglades. And what they, we did is build these huge dikes, which are, are bridges, to allow you to go east-west across Florida, and what it's accidentally done is dam up, you know, the something half the size of the Gulf of Mexico. And so Oof. now we're drilling holes in it, or cutting paths through these dikes and putting bridges over it, so that this, there will be this flow of water, the surface water in Florida. And this is, so, so it's a symbolic thing to go to the Everglades. This is mm. rever going back, fixing stuff we did half a century ago or a century ago, kind of by accident, and improving the ecosystem for all of humankind. So because that's good, right? You don't so need technology. Doesn't always. There's a lot of anti-technology out there, but it doesn't always have to be a thing that just destroys nature. A lot of well, times it is, helps you fix it. Well, just so. the thing that I remind everybody: humans are the most influential species right now. I mean, you can make some arguments for flu viruses or something, but humans are a huge influence. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. pods maybe. Yeah, <laughs> pods, <laughs> pods, but uh, wheat. <laughs> but kale speaking of but kale and we, yeah. everybody kale remember that you know we everybody wants organic food, non genetically modified food, but a farm is not a natural thing. And without humans, there would not be yes. a farm. Yes, yeah. that's a good point. So, that's deep. So what? So when you screw up half of Florida to build to build cotton farms and sugar plantations and uh, all kinds of other beans. Uh, the humans are doing that so we can feed all these people, and then we accidentally messed up the ecosystem. These mm. are we have to learn. Humankind has to be part of the ecosystem. You can't just kill all the humans. There's a few I wouldn't mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so it's just a different way of looking at it. Ge engineering the whole planet. We'll start with South Florida. Uh, Randall Monroe, XKCD. He made this really love the Randall. Yeah. Love the Randall. <laughs> yeah, he made this great diagram where he was starting the biomass of different animals, and I had always, you know, I always knew humans aren't a big part of the biomass, but then he he sectioned it off into like wild animals versus our animals. And if you include all the animals that have to do with humans, like rats, uh, domestic, cows, domestic, yeah, and mosquitoes. Well, a combination of yeah, a combination of domesticated plus parasitic. Mm -hmm. So there's also crows and rats, mm -hmm. and those are also huge numbers mm -hmm. of those. And, you know, that ends up being like this enormous chunk of the bi planet's biomass now, or at least for land animals. It yeah. was, it's just enormous. So, like elephants and all the little shit. Yeah, because we domesticate ourselves as well, kind of. Yeah. yeah. I read this book, Sapiens, really mind-blowing. It almost made an argument that wheat, like, enslaved us. Well, no, no, no. Our teeth shrank, well, okay. like we're, you know, we're hunched over. We're just supposed to live like this. Yeah. Oh, dude, dude, dude. So bear in mind, these guys, you know, you've heard this expression, the Fertile Crescent. Yeah. Which we now call War Zone. But the uh, idea was once you found a way to grow crops, you didn't have to roam around. So you can sit and deep, think mm. deep thoughts, invent calculus, Latin. Yeah. Uh, pay phones. Then you have more. Yeah, well, there's always over. humans are always in conflict because you're trying to get your ge genes passed on. Mm -hmm. You know, 
Me specifically. Not everyone has gloves, Jimmy. I got to get a wheat field. I'm like the only Asian person in there. I got to represent by... I, by showing I, up. We need you know more Asians. I yeah. totally agree. Yes. I, don't, I don't respect the Ural Mountains, man. I think we're all Asian. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, see, we're, we're actually all African. If we're I can all every yeah. yeah, he's going way back. Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody came from Africa. And, you know, people run this test constantly. You can... If somebody from uh, West Africa has sex with somebody from Shanghai. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's where I, I was from. Yeah. All you get is a human. That's all you're going to get. And people yeah. run this test constantly. A pretty hot human. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't get some new thing. You get right. another human. And so this Just a reminder, uh, Jimmy's on Tinder, so you yeah. can... So uh, Bill's basically saying any West African girls want to get with this Shanghainese boy. He's nowhere to find me. Children. Why did our brains explode like 200,000 years ago? Like what caused the growth of our brains? I don't know, but whoever had it even a little bit bigger had a huge advantage apparently. Being able to anticipate things, make right. tools, invent Morse code, those guys, they just went nuts. You gotta think back then there was one guy that was way smarter than everyone. Or just a little bit smarter. I think a little it's bit. All the word increments, smarter. Tiny little increments. And this just remember everybody what it means to be the fittest in Darwinian terms. It means that you fit in the best. It doesn't mean mm. you can lift the most weights. And the big way to fit in is not to get killed by germs and parasites. That's if you got those genes. More other people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like a sickle cell. That's why that's still around, because you're immune if you're heterogeneous to malaria. You don't get malaria. Oh, yeah, so it's an evolutionary yeah, double-edged it's a sword. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, and that's just one example, but man. Yeah, there's uh, cholera and, um, and cystic really, fibrosis. This is an upbeat show. Yeah. No, but those things, <laughs> no. cystic <laughs> fibrosis. This is the only podcast that talks about well, cystic no, fibrosis. It, it, no, uh, he's raising a good point. No, I mean, right. it's very similar to that. It's, uh, you know, there's, there's, uh, Cystic fibrosis will kill a small number of people, although it's getting more treatable nowadays. But the benefit when a lot of people have half the gene for it is that you can't get cholera. Now, that doesn't help that much anymore because cholera is not that big a disease. But, but boy, you know, if you get it, you're dead. Yeah. Do you think there's diseases coming down the pike that we're not going to be able Heck to stop? yes. <laughs> no, so the big thing in people in agriculture are very concerned about <laughs> is with climate change, yeah. the parasites and pests are starting a little sooner, a few weeks earlier in the crop year, and hanging around a few weeks later in the crop year. And uh, so it means, does it mean more pesticides, more genetic modification of plants? Does it mean Mm. starvation? What does it mean? So this is when you have more humans doing stuff, there's going to be more germs because they're evolving, they're mutating. GMO products isn't bad, right? It's no, just, I'm we, a fan we gotta be now. Careful. I, I changed my mind. mind. I changed my mind. visited Monsanto, I think. Well, right? that was yeah. ultimately, oh, but okay. I started <laughs> down the road. I just started reading the literature. I realized I was sort of 10 years behind. And uh, I just admit it. I, I uh, met these people, getting to be 15 years ago, who pointed out that we couldn't know, you could know the organism, the soybean plant, or what have you, but you couldn't know the ecosystem. You couldn't know what effect this new gene or different gene would have in the ecosystem. Would there be some butterfly that would not be able to get his nectar or her nectar, and then the bats wouldn't have enough butterflies, mm. and then the mosquito population would increase because the bats would never. But now, <clears throat> they can assay genes or genomes, genomes, about 10 million times faster than they could even 10 years ago. 
So they can actually mess with individual genes. It's amazing. So that's where I changed my mind. And, I, and now I'm an engineer. Well, I'm human, but I'm an engineer, and I believe in science and, and the planning things through science. And I've changed my mind on genetically modified organisms. I think. And by the way, when it comes to so you're Chipotle, flip-flopper. <laughs> when it comes to Chipotle, <laughs> and they claim to have no genetically modified food. Right. Uh, you, people can get in a fist fight in the genetic modified bar that they really do because there's no plant that hasn't been affected. Blah, blah, blah. But we'll see. The market will sort that out, right? If it's really better and people really prefer it, then those are the crops that uh, big companies will purchase from farmers mm -hmm. and will let the marketplace take care of it. And the other thing that is, I understand the argument that something like Monsanto patented certain genes of soybeans and shape, and that it seems that you could maybe re-legislate that. But along that line, that patent expired. Mm, Party yeah, on, everybody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's patents it are didn't 20 last years forever. or something. The patent expired. Yeah. So. Is mm. the fear that, I think I saw some vice report or something like that, eventually we're going to genetically modify ourselves into a hole where it just, we can't we can't do anything. We're going to go into starvation. Is that, is that we'll true? See. Or? We'll run the test. But we could do that by not doing it, too. I mean, Wait! Right. I mean, thinking great ahead? point, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> great points, guys. It's like the well, angel and the death demon no, on the show. Guys, here's wrong wrong guys here. here's what's on my it. mind. Here's what's on my mind this week. Did you get to hear about the water in Flint, Michigan? I, a little bit. I shot over there once. There's no story. It's, Where it's are we? Yeah, it's bad. So they changed water sources. First of all, they... They got rid of the mayor in Flint, and they brought in the city manager because they said they don't they can't vote. It's too small a town. They don't we don't need a mayor. So city managers, uh, at the direction of the governor, changed the water source. So now there's lead in the water, and the water's oh. quite dirty. And kids are having to drink the water in school. And what the heck is going on? And this is where people complain about government employees until stuff like this happens. Right. But well, it's also a problem because some of the kids drinking are having permanent IQ damage. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If they're, they're, they're in like, I don't know, eighth grade yeah, and they're getting ready to watch Bill Nye the Science Guy, they might not take in that information That's as much. That's the main thing. Yeah, but no, lead replaces some metal that you need. Where's our uh, biology people? Iron? We don't we don't do we the don't biology have a bio here. person. Yeah. God, I guess not. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. can you hit Tinder? Can we get a bio person? <laughs> I take probiotics. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> no, no, but so everybody just appreciate that um, you can have dirty water, or you can choose to have clean water. You can have plants that we all starve to death, or you can come up with farming systems where we feed everybody. I mean, you can make choices. Mm -hmm. I stumped him. I stumped him. <laughs> it's really just a scheme for Donald Trump to sell Trump water. That's what he's going to bring that in. <laughs> really? We'll see. In quotes underneath of the label, it'll be like, Trump water, it's classy. It's all gold, and it's not for losers. <laughs> Make America drinkable again. H2, oh my God, it's good. Uh, one thing I've always liked about you is your ability to communicate with people that don't agree with you. I find that science, that's one of science's flaws. I've talked to you about this before. <laughs> where it's like when you're so up on a topic, it's easy to just really sound condescending and make people pull back and put up barriers. And I've always liked about you is you don't do that. Like you'll talk to someone, staunch creationalist, and it's almost like you're making headway, like you're actually communicating. And I want to know, have you always been like that? You're like you can talk to kids, you can talk to grown up, you know. You're, well, you're just really good at communicating. I you're like the you, opposite man. of Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> yeah. You're the opposite of Kevin. That's Kevin will make you feel dumb 
Well, here's there's, the thing. You don't understand uranium-239. Let me, let me, uranium let me, <laughs> no, I think you mean 238. Oh! <laughs> oh! What you meant was plutonium-239. That is comedy right there. Plutonium-239. I'm not talking about comedy. Yeah, not gold. Plutonium. Okay, so Hang on. So... I uh, there's two things to keep in mind that I think my dad pointed out. Everybody you ever meet knows something you don't. Everybody. It's very troubling because we all, after a few years of college, PhDs, you think you know everything. But everybody you know you meet knows something you don't. You got to respect that. The other thing, if you're talking about that debate in Kentucky, uh, the audience was not that guy. I wasn't going to change his mind. I mean, yeah. he's off on it. He's not coming back. <laughs> but the audience was online. That thing's had over 5 million official views. It's must and what do you you know the internet was it 15 million unofficial views? I mean, 15 million people yeah. are wondering about that. Okay, all that aside. <laughs> then I people have always said to me, I mean, just to talk some more about me. People have always <laughs> said when I talk to kids, I talk to them like people. Right. Right. And so this is another case where you got to I mean, you have to be a parent sometimes. Like, I'm the grown-up, really, we don't, you know, jump off this cliff, honest. Uh, <clears throat> but you got to treat people with respect. So, I mean, Owen says I don't do it, but compared to my colleagues, I'm really, really good at it. I'm not like, I'm, I'm, the, I'm very respectful. Of you are. You're, I'm yeah. just kidding. Great. And the other, another thing that I'm, quoting, I'm, do, I'm paraphrasing Mark Twain, Samuel Clemens, it's not the things you don't know that cause trouble. It's the things you're absolutely sure mm. of that, that just quote. ain't so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so you gotta, when you think you're so sure of something, you gotta watch it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's gravity, that I'm, sad, I'm satisfied with that. Yeah, because it's so easy <laughs> when someone's saying the earth is 6,000 years old and just to be like, you're an idiot. Like just to put up a, like you're dumb, <laughs> Yeah. you know? And you didn't do that. And I thought that was really powerful for the community to be like, Cause that, I have a buddy. Thank you. I love you, man. I have a buddy who's from the south, and uh, we're doing a podcast. He's really funny, Theo Vaughn, and he was like, "Man, I like the Confederate flag." And oh man! No, but here, this is how I approached it, though. I was like, "The the normal way is then you're a racist idiot." But it's like, no, I get that you have a culture and you think it's tied to that culture. But imagine being like a black guy walking into a courthouse, and he's like. Yeah, it's messed up, right? Like, it was an immediate <laughs> shift. Because mm -hmm. it, it's always this shield. It's defense, defense. You know, like, my dad's a rhetoric professor, so I always am, like, thinking this way. It's like people try to inoculate the virus. And if you come at someone, they're just, they're not going to learn. You know, if you're like, if you don't believe in climate change, you're an idiot. It's like, that doesn't help anybody. Well, my mm -hmm. big thing is, why don't you believe in it? Really? Right, mm -hmm. right. Really. Right. Because have you read Merchants of Doubt? Oh, man. <sighs> Oof, it's scary. So... Uh, he's not here seeds. to defend himself, but maybe someday you'll have Frank Luntz on the show. I don't know. Do you know the guy? He's he was the guy who said, "Doubt is our friend." Doubt is he. He wrote memos to the Republican Party, introduced doubt. That's the key to winning this election. Mm. Doubt, doubt about right. climate change. But, dude, there is is that really good? What you're doing? I know it's your business. This messenger, you know, crafting messages. Words matter. That's his yeah. big thing. But. He's, uh, he's, I guess he's amoral is the word I'd use. I just can't believe that guy still has a gig, but who am I to judge? There's money in it. <laughs> yeah, somebody's, I'm sure, I mean, he, there's it's money. Profit. It yeah, looks like he lives very true. well. Although I'm, I'm going to throw out this kind of controversial opinion. I think, yeah, uh, I think Al Gore's movie did not help. I think uh, it, it over-politicized 
an issue that didn't need to. It needed to be pulled away from. But I can see a it from his point party. of view. You know, he's got grandkids. Yeah, I know. He's like know. people. <laughs> Listen, what are you doing? But right. I feel like there was. It was. It was not nearly as partisan until that that movie came out. And I think well, people love to hate that. that they love to hate that guy. Yeah, that, that's say. the thing. It's like it's like Tom Brady. He was already. He was already kind of hey, hated by a big chunk. If you want to change the subject to Tom to. Patriots football. Yeah. Is that what we're getting into? Because I got into that a little bit. Now, is that your team? No, no, no. I'm a mechanical engineer, and so I took a lot of thermodynamics. Uh -huh. I, I mean, PV equals NRT, people. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. And uh, you got to use absolute temperature scales. And I spent a lot. You guys know degrees Rankin? You don't even know degrees Rankin. My <laughs> life's been a waste. No, so Rankin was a Scottish guy. And there's, do you know Kelvin's? You didn't let us respond, and then you proclaimed your life has been a waste. That's the funniest thing ever. So do you know, you know Kelvin's? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so in Fahrenheit scale, there's Rankin. Degrees Rankin. So in steam engines and stuff for centuries, people. Anyway, here's the thing that's important about using footballs that were a little underinflated. It's cheating. And it's cheating, really, with millions and millions of dollars. The money that rides on those big games in the U.S. National Football League, that's not insignificant. Mm -hmm. So cheating is important. I mean, yes, he's a great athlete, yes, but this culture of just trying to get away with it just kind right. of bugs me. So, right. you know, but I was a Seahawks fan, and it was just so <laughs> oh, man. I'm okay, don't worry about me. Tough week last week. Oh, man. Um, I, I want to ask you one more thing, and then we'll please, wrap up. Please, please. Uh, get get uh, the book Unstoppable, because yes. I'm going to read it. I yeah. want to undeniable. There's 20 in a carton. They make great gifts. You were talking about Valentine's Day is yeah. coming up. You were talking about not doing Kickstarters, but you guys did Oh, no, no, I'm just saying, no, I just, no, well, I mean, what I'm saying is the expectations of Clip... Kickstarter is not like the moon landing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, that, no, that my point different. was you can yeah. raise a few tens of the, and we did, and I'm very thankful. Everybody, thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. For but you can't sale. raise so, the yeah. kind of money that you'd need to send a mission to Planet Nine. Mm. You right. can't raise $2 billion on Kickstarter, at least right. not in our current culture. How frustrating that the two names of the planets right now are Nine and X. I'm okay with that. Because yeah, X, X, X is 10. You, mean? Yeah. you want it to be I-X. Like, like you way, want it to be I-X and X? Yeah, it's like the way Windows is named. You know, it just <laughs> whatever sounds good at the moment. So, by the way, uh, and Neil deGrasse Tyson pointed this out to me, that, you know, this year the Super Bowl is number 50. I remember the first Super Bowl, by the way. <laughs> uh, and there would have been just L, Roman numeral L. Uh, so they changed it to Arabic no numbers. Five really? Seven. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. that. Uh, it's cool. Because people be like, so there's the Super left Bowl Super L. Instead of, <laughs> yeah. Well, instead of, you know, X, 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 X. You know, looking big, long Roman. Have you ever been to the Colosseum in Rome? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Englewood, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, either one. But the thing that freaked me out, I was a young man, I went there, they use Roman numerals. Like the aisleways are numbered. They just call them numerals. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But I thought Roman numerals were so like I had so much Chinese food in China. 10 1, 10 2, 10 3 instead of 13. Yeah. Uh, uh, it just freaked me out. I mean, I thought that was just something they made you learn in school as an exercise. Right. No, wait. <laughs> the ancient Romans used the numerals. Wow. How cool is that? And if you ever go there, it's just like a modern stadium. You go in this aisle, you go up here, here's your seat number, you walk over there. It's amazing. It's a long time ago. Very cool. 
All right, thank you very much for joining oh, no. us. Oh, no. Super, Super, Super Bowl capital L. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm thinking of how to pitch the L. <laughs> thank you, Bill. So yeah, thanks, Bill. One more time, he, he brought two books. Make sure you guys get it, Undeniable and Unstoppable by and Bill Nye. Are they available amazing on, books. Are they available on Audible? Oh, yes, I read them. It oh, takes wow. three days. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, great. it takes three yeah, days. You sit there and read and read, and then you got to take a break. And you, say, you know, it's cool. It's very cool. Yep, and we'll uh, lead to those on the website. Thank everything. you, guys. Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's change the world. Yeah, Thank you. I got to fly. Bill Nye, the planetary guy. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. <laughs> Surely You're Joking is supported by Audible. Go to audibletrial.com slash SYJ to get your 30-day free trial with a free audiobook. You can choose from 180,000 bestsellers, new releases, sci-fi, romances, mysteries, classics, and everything else. Audible. Go to audibletrial.com slash SYJ. That was uh, <laughs> a lot of fun. We got to talk to uh, Bill Nye the Science Guy, more like Bill Nye the Science Legend. This is Owen talking. This weekend will be La Jolla Comedy Store. First weekend in February, House of Comedy Phoenix. Last weekend in February, Tampa Improv. OwenBenjamin.com. Follow me at OwenBenjamin. You know my name in several different ways. You'll find me. Just Google or Yahoo. Alta Vista if you're really old. <laughs> uh, this is Jimmy O'Yang. And Bill said he's a big fan of Silicon Valley. So I'm uh, kind of on a high Not right exactly now. your you performance know? in the show, but you just know? to show. Oh, don't be jealous, man. He's a huge Let fan just of have him, okay? specifically. Right. Yeah, he was happy to be here. It was awesome having him. Uh, you can follow me, as always, at FunnyAsianDude or uh, JimmyComedy.com. I'm trying to be respectable. And I'm Kevin Peter Hickerson. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, KP Hickerson, or on Facebook, friend me. I'm still not famous enough to be judgy, so Kevin.Hickerson. So when you get more famous, you're going to be judgy? Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> also, I'm going to... You really will. You're going to become a monster. I know. <laughs> I'm a monster he already. already. Just, yeah, yeah, no, I'm but decided. like with the littlest amount of power, he's just going to be like, leave me alone, everyone. <laughs> yeah. God, you're going to be such a dictator. Uh, and this is Griff Pippen. Um, uh, you can follow me at Griff Pippen. Huge comedy show. It's my birthday at the Comedy Store Main Room and on I'm January gonna be, 30th. Kevin's going to be there. Wait, what is this? And uh, January, January 30th. Saturday. Yep. Oh, I will. Oh, I forgot to plug this one. I'll be at the Skagit Casino that same night if you're in Washington. Don't try to one-up <laughs> him. <What are> you <laughs> <laughs> and I will be hosting the Art Director Guild Awards. January 31st. Yeah, I don't oh, care cool. about your birthday. I'm going to be in Washington. Also, uh, my child if, will be born in the end of March. If you're in the uh, <laughs> top that fuckers. <laughs> Just to show us, you, you heard the whole episode. What should we have them hashtag us? Just hashtag SYJ with the ninth Hashtag, yeah. hashtag SYJ and name the planet. Tell us what you think yeah, the planet should be named. Yeah, yep. yeah. All right, later. All right, bye.